This Brighton season preview edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. And we are carrying on our 20-team preview ahead of the start of the Premier League season next Friday night with a look ahead at the chances of Brighton and Hove Albion. Joining me uh, on this Saturday evening is Mr Barry Penaluna. Barry, what's happening? Evening Malcolm, how are we doing? Very well, thank you, Baz. Uh, go on then, look at his little face. Look at Barry's little face, he's all happy. Now, I know um, that we're not putting these out in any kind of sequence. However, it's, it's half past six on Saturday and the Football League kicked off this afternoon. Um, so, as an advertisement for our show, Baz, um, if anyone's listening for the first time, particularly Brighton fans, um, there's a reason Barry's got a very happy little face. Um, and that's bad because you smashed the granny out of the football league today. We put a we yes. put an EFL show out the other night. Um, we put out some futures, some divisional picks. Then we gave out some picks for each division. Mine were absolute shit. Um, I don't think I picked a winner. Um, however, I've still got one to go. Coventry could save my bacon, but no. Um, oh, did Charlton win, Baz? Oh, well, they might have done. It's the top of my head. Was that one of your... Uh, I think they did. I might have had a winner. Anyway. Yeah, I thought did win 1-0, yes. No, oh, so you see, shut up then. Uh, I was very much on the undercard, Baz, because uh, you gave out absolutely everything, didn't you, son? Oh, only slightly. Um, <laughs> Wigan to beat Derby as an underdog, 9-2, plus 450, tick. I tipped MK Dons as an underdog, 9-2, to beat Wrexham, 5-3, smashed them, went 2-0 up, they were 3-1 up, 4-2 up, everything just smashed them. And I tipped goals in the Barnsley game. Um, yeah, you bit, fucked this up a bit, didn't you? Underegged it a little bit. I tipped uh, Barnsley to score, uh, I particularly Barnsley goals. Uh, I said we'd take Barnsley to score two or more, just short of evens, 10-11, minus 110. 7-0 Barnsley. <laughs> I said the reason for that pick was Barnsley done me good at home last year Barnsley were good for goals um, I would have loved to have been on a ladder in that one uh, so yeah that crew, all three of those cruised in um, and I got on them at a combined total of just short of 60 to 1 um, that's ridiculous bro. absolutely smashed it today so two dogs two winners uh, adding that Barnsley play um, absolutely smashed it so yeah if you are listening um, and you followed... we only gave out we gave out one pick in each division it's not like we picked all the games and no, we selected no, three winners Baz gave out three picks and that was the results of them like, yeah so. I mean I've got two more to come tomorrow uh, and by the time this goes out you, you might have time to go on it but yeah I've, I've backed Ipswich to beat Sunderland tomorrow as an underdog and two over 2.5 goals in that Ipswich Sunderland game as well so um, of all picks, I've still got two to come tomorrow, but absolutely smashed it today. So, yeah, yeah well done, if you mate. are someone who follows us on Twitter and, and that sort of place, um, give a little bit of love for the uh, the tweets we've put out on that. Um, yeah, otherwise, so if you're not, start listening because it's good. 
Yeah, it's a great great example. I mean, we don't smash out 61 winners every week, but we sometimes do okay, Baz. Uh, we've had uh, more good weeks than bad. Um, like I say, any Brighton fans of all new to us, find us in the usual places, wherever you found us here, uh, plus Spotify, Apple, Google, etc. Um, Premier League Gambling Podcast. We are on Twitter at SGPN Premier. And the YouTube is Premier League Gambling Podcast. We'll do a weekly pick show for the Premier League. We'll do a review show. We'll do midweek stuff, which can be EFL, Champions League, internationals, cup competitions. A um, lot of silliness, a uh, few picks, and occasionally uh, we'll throw out a 60 to 1 little lacquer. So, yeah, good effort, that buzz. Uh, but today is all about Brighton and Hove Albion. Um, really intriguing one going. Uh, going forwards, we said like we recorded Man City yesterday, and it was a bit boring because you didn't really know which way they were going to go. Um, Brighton have got all the possibilities laid out in front of them. Uh, they could um, make a, a run for the top four if they carry on the arc of improvement. They could struggle a little bit with the Europa League. Um, it's it's uh, it's fascinating what what Brighton could do this year. They finished sixth last season with sixty two points which did fire them into Europa League for the first time in their history, um, competing in Europe. I bet their supporters are mad excited. Um, just like we are a little bit for the for the Champions League draw, I bet the Brighton fans are waiting for that Europa League draw to see where they can uh, dust the passports out and get out and about. So that's exciting for them. Um, but they just had a great season, Baz. They, it was really weird because uh, Potter left and there was a lot of sort of gnashing of teeth and in, in, consternation about what the departure of Potter would mean for Brighton when he went to Chelsea and Zerbi came in he just improved them he improved the way they played he improved players um, and then they had lots of players who had, who had career years um, particularly in the second half Matoma was great Gross was outstanding Caicedo um, and Ciso came on the scene Ferguson with a hell of a high ceiling a stupid man loads of really good players um, obviously brought through as they had been by Dan Ashworth in in this Brighton way over the last few years. Um, and they were, they were just outstanding. They were fourth in goals scored in the league. They scored 72 goals. And they were ninth in goals conceded, actually. They conceded, conceded more goals than Palace. They were in the same ballpark, it seems like West Ham and Bournemouth, when it came to, when it came to goals conceded. But just as a general overview, Baz, I mean... Uh, they were kind of the neutrals darlings last season, Brighton, and you couldn't help but uh, but enjoy what they were up to. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I was going to say the same. They've, they've almost become everyone's second favourite team, haven't they? Because um, they are an entertaining team to watch. Um, and it was good to go and see them get big results against big teams, you know, particularly for us last season. Um, chasing the top four, there was times where Brighton were getting results against teams in and around us, um, which was a massive help. Um, I mean, at one point, they, they probably got on, got a little bit too close for comfort. Uh, you know, they did. They were in the top four race for a while. Um, unlucky to get pipped for fifth place by Liverpool, but they'll be, as you say, delighted to be in the Europa Cup this year. I think we'll see more of the same. I think they'll continue to be an entertaining side and a tough team to come up against. I mean, you mentioned the goals, fourth top scoring. Um and yet the top scorer was only on 12 goals. They spread it around really well, don't they? Uh, McAllister, yeah, absolutely. Gross, Matoma and Ferguson all in double figures. I mean, I, I can't imagine there's another team in the Premier League who had four players in double figures last season. Um, so, yeah, tons of options. Um, and it's just, 
It's intriguing, is it? As you, you mentioned, you know, their recruitment over the years. Um, you know, Matoma and NCSO were the, the two that came out the woodwork last year. Nobody was really talking about either of those at the start of the season. By the end of the season, everyone was talking about them. Um, and you look over the years at, at names who have, have left for big fees, players like Cucurella, Basuma, Trossard, Ben White, you know, McAllister's just gone, Caicedo looks likely to be moving on. I mean, they do amazing business, don't they? Because they're not buying yeah, all these absolutely. players in for massive fees. Um, and, the, you know, they play a hard game when it comes to selling these players. Obviously, McAllister went cheap, but it seems that was a unavoidable one in terms of his, his buyout clause. But, you know, Caicedo could have left for Arsenal in January. Brighton were not letting him go on the cheap. Uh, and they'll get the price they want. And they've done the same with Cucurella, um, Trossard, Basuma, Ben White. They'll get the price they want or they don't go anywhere. Um, so the the business they do is, is brilliant. So intriguing, really, see see who comes out the woodwork. Because there's always every year there'll be another player turns up at Brighton or, or comes out of the sort of the background at Brighton to emerge as a really, really quality player. So yeah, intriguing to see who, who the next one up is. I uh, um it's good for the league as well, I think, Brad. Uh the the way they do the business, the way they play, the way they've come along and just shaking stuff up a little bit. Um it's good for the league and, and Brighton up there with uh, Newcastle and Villa. And then teams like Brentford as well who are just trying to to make uh, change that status quo a little bit and I'm all for it um, we've talked we've always had a conversation Baz about what Brighton mean to you uh, what, or what whichever team we're covering mean to you and I can't really I mean I go back a little bit further than you I remember them knocking us out the cup Baz in about 1983 when Trelford Mills do you know the name Trelford Mills is that name Trelford Mills yeah because um... if you go down the town now or go to the Duke of Wellington down here then find any man over the age of fifty and say the name Trelbert Mills. He you just start swear. Yeah, yeah. He was just yeah. yeah you just start swearing at you. Apparently, according to me, Dad, it still remains the worst refereeing display ever to this day. Uh, when Brighton knocked us out the cup, um, but my main sort of recent memory was when we pipped them to win the league uh, and that Modi Army goal <laughs> off his the tin him off the ankle and just looped in because Brighton were going to win the championship before that. Yeah. Uh, they were winning that game. We got a dodgy penalty, I seem to recall. Um, and then Modi Army scored that goal. Johan Gufran volley was scored 40 yards away until it hit the army. Two minutes later, Perez scored. I was in the bath, Baz, watching that. And I remember thrashing around in the bath like an otter in a pepper pot when Perez slotted us 2-1 up. And then on the last day of the season, uh, the keeper threw one in. Was it? I can't remember the name. Was it Button, maybe, the keeper? Might have been, yeah. Uh, he hired a Jack Grealish one in and Newcastle ended up winning the league. But apart from that, like, so Brighton were kind of rivals a little bit, but the, the, they've roughly stayed out of our way um, and haven't annoyed me too much over the years, Bas. Yeah, I've been saying I, I haven't got much thoughts historically between Newcastle and Brighton. As I say, I have enjoyed watching them, but undoubtedly they're, they're in a you know a similar ballpark to us now. Um, we, we know we'll not get an easy game off them this, this season, so... Uh, yeah, there'll be no love lost once the season starts. But yeah, I don't don't feel offended or enamoured with, with Brighton <laughs> to any great extent. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, we could run through some numbers and make some picks, Baz. I'll tell you about the Patreon first, uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon and um, exclusive contests um, in there, including the NFL Win Totals contest. That's got a one thousand dollar 
First place prize is the monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. The Discord channel just for our patrons. And as always, um, our network will have the picks and content for free. Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So, to win the league, Baz, uh, Brighton are 100 to 1. Uh, top four finishes 15 to 2, plus 750. To miss the top four, they're 1 to 16. The top six finishes 9 to 4, plus 225. To miss the top six, they are 1 to 3, minus 300. The top half finish is 1 to 4, minus 400. Bottom half finish 11 to 4, uh, plus 375. On the handicap, they are getting a 30 point head start. Um, just looking for some patterns and trends, really, in what they did last year. They, they had very similar home and away records. Um, not nothing really to split those. And they kind of played it a similar level all season. They were never really didn't go through a mad bad patch or a really good ten games in a row winning streak, anything like that. They were they, they maintained their levels quite consistently. There are a lot of highlights in there. Um, they they won at Man United on the first day. Um, they beat. Uh, Graham Potter's Chelsea 4-1, which felt like a big sort of coming-of-age thing for Deserby's team. That day is when uh, Potter went back to Chelsea. They beat Wolves 6-0. Did the 1-0 against Manchester United at the end of the season when they scored. I think we were recording live, but then they scored a penalty right in the 98th minute or whatever with the stupid Luke Shaw handball. Um, a 3-0 win at Arsenal. I couldn't even remember that. I saw that right near the end of the season. I saw that on the list tonight. And I had a bit of a million quid that didn't happen. Like, I couldn't remember that even a little bit. Um, that was part of Arsenal blowing it, wasn't it? No, yeah, it was. Um, and then the 3 0 home win against Liverpool as well. Um, however, they did have a propensity to throw in some shockers as well, uh, particularly towards the end of the season. There was the 3 1 at Nottingham Forest, uh, which was a big win uh, in terms of Forest staying up. We took Forest that night. Uh, the 5 1. It's home to Everton, Baz. You've tipped Everton. These Brighton fans are going to think we do nothing but tip winners, which is quite simply not true. But we are, uh, just in Brighton being involved in quite a lot of the good stuff we had. He came up to Newcastle and got thumped 4-1 in one of the weirdest displays I've ever seen. I don't know what Brighton were playing at. If in 10 years' time I watch a Netflix documentary on how that game was fixed by the Arabs, I will not be surprised even a little bit because the way Brighton played... Looked like they just had their pockets full of cash. Like um, They didn't attempt to get out their own six-yard box in the first half. And that's kind of the problem I see with them because De Zerbi seems to have, obviously, the plaudits they get for the type of football they play playing out from the back. He seems to have taken it in pre-season or the back end of last year as well to a whole new level. Like He really wants to make sure we kind of pass the ball further than six inches, especially from a goal kick. Um and I just think it's going to cause mayhem, Baz. I think it's going to undo them a little bit. The Europa League um, is notoriously difficult. I have no idea why. Uh, to play on, You can play on a Wednesday, Saturday, but you can't play on a Thursday, Sunday. Same thing, in it, Baz? Um, just change their watches. So I'm going to fade Brighton a little bit here. Um, I do think, like we've already said about the defensive record, and I think it's determination to play this way, it's going to cost them more goals. Um, there were quite a lot of patterns. They conceded a load of goals on the road. Um, they conceded at least, they conceded 95% of away games. Uh, they conceded at least twice in 50% of them. 
Uh, so an opposition team total, if you want to go opposition over one and a half, that is always going to be live. They scored in both halves 47% of the time. So there's goals galore everywhere. And the final little uh, steer I've got here is that the match goals, Baz, there was five or more match goals in 26% of their games. That's one game in four. And that's not a, that's never a four to one shot, is it? Over four yeah. and a half goals. like. Uh, so you back that every week and you're in profit next season. Um, anything jump off the page to you, Baz? Um, I, I think before going to that, I mean, we haven't really talked about the... Ins and outs, have we? Yet? Ins and outs, of course. Yeah, you mentioned they, they have signed João Pedro from Watford. Like him, really like him. Yeah, Newcastle was were interested in him for a while, weren't they? Couldn't couldn't get a deal done with Watford around this time last year. Um, but yeah, I think he, he could be a good signing because I think Undav's gone now, hasn't he? Um, Welbeck's getting on, and, and João Pedro might just fill in where Welbeck has been. Um, Verbruggen has come in in goal with Sanchez going out to Chelsea. Sanchez will go there to cover for um, Kepa with uh, obviously Mendy going. Uh, they've signed a centre-back, Igor. Don't know much about him. And Milner has arrived. Um, I hope Milner isn't the Caicedo replacement um, because Caicedo looks surely to be going out the door. Uh, following McAllister, who obviously went to Liverpool. And, and and that's a concern. I think if Caicedo goes, who does come in there? I, I think they'll, they'll need to replace him. Um, but we'll see. So as I say, they probably look a bit weaker, don't they? They've, they've got McAllister yeah. and Caicedo going out. Two two big teams. So I, two big players until they pull two names that you've never heard of out their arse and they come in and be absolutely brilliant. Like this is exactly the thing they, they've they've managed over the years to lose players like Trossard and and Pesuma, who was. You know, flying for them at the time, Ben White. They've they've always managed. They've, they've never struggled when they lose these players, and and you know that might be the case again. But I I see a little bit of regression. I think outside of the top six this time round, but not far behind. Um, to finish outside the top six was one to three. It's a bit too short, and I'm not confident enough in them having enough regression to finish in the bottom half at eleven to four. Doesn't really interest me. Um, there was a couple of things. I think it's a bit boring, a bit repetitive because we've done this a few times. But to finish higher than Spurs plus money five yeah. to four plus one twenty-five. I still have Spurs. That's a great bet, boys. Ninth or tenth, um, and even if Spurs have a better season than I'm anticipating for them, I think Brighton are still capable of finishing above them. So even if Spurs were to finish in seventh, which would probably be about where their fans would expect them to be. Brighton could for still finish fifth or sixth and, and finish above Spurs. So the pick for me would be Brighton to finish higher than Spurs at five to four plus one twenty-five. Um I'm interested to know what you think about the goal scorer market. Have you have you looked at that is what out? I have made a pick for. I'm just uh, literally as you said that Baz, I was um I was dragging it up, yeah, because that's I've made two picks and one of them is out with that market. Um I just thought you might have done, so I'll, I'll let you run with that um, and then give you, me my thoughts. You, do you have a thought who I might have picked? No. Um, okay. I think it's difficult, but but I think there's. you look at the odds and you think there's got to be value here um, among some of them. I mean, maybe Ferguson would, would pro- possibly be 
one, but uh, yeah, we'll see where you've gone. Where you've gone, Martin. Talk to us. So the, the market there, uh, top Brighton goal scorer is Evan Ferguson. Heads that market at eleven to four. Joe Pedro's one hundred to thirty. Matoma five to one, and Cecil eleven to two. Danny Welbeck thirteen to two. Uh, Solly March eight to one. Undav nine to one. Gross ten to one. Yeah, you can throw a blanket over eight of them there. That's amazing. Um, my pick is going to be Danny Welbeck, but uh, thirteen to two plus six fifty. Um, now, opportunity is key here, obviously. Um, but I saw, I watched a lot of the summer series in the States because obviously Newcastle were playing in it and I knew uh, we were doing all these shows, so I wanted to get a bead. And Welbeck was starting games there. Um, it, it's and, and he started games with Pedro as well. Um, of those, all those players listed, really, I think it's only Ferguson who's going to play down the middle. Pedro isn't, Matoma isn't, and Ciso March, Undav can do, but I think he's going to be further down the pecking order. Welbeck just looks like he's not guaranteed a place, but especially when uh, when Europa League starts, um, I think he's going to get more than his fair share of minutes. Like Ferguson has some injuries. Pedro's not a prolific goal scorer, and he's coming into the league. And I'm, I fancy a little bit of regression from Matoma. Um, He's a good player, uh, but he's going to find it a little bit difficult. And again, he's one of these inconsistent wingers. I just think opportunity knocks for Danny Welbeck, like stood in the middle of the pitch in a uh, in a good side. We're going to create a lot of chances and score a lot of goals. Danny Welbeck's going to be the one stood on the edge of the six-yard box when the ball's fizzing its way backwards and forwards across goal. Uh, so I thought he was a huge price pass at 13-2. to two. Um, My other pick is in the match market, I think Aston Villa... Um, are a great price to finish above Brighton. I do think there's going to be regression. Um, and I think Villa have, have looked just look a lot more solid. Um, I've got them close together as it happens. I've got Villa seventh and Brighton eighth. But if Villa finished sixth and Brighton finished ninth, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I would be uh, surprised to the way around. So four to five minus 125. I actually kind of prefer your Spurs pick, Baz. Um, now I've now I've heard it. Uh, your your pick's a bigger price, um, and if the two, I, I'd probably go with your Spurs one. But yeah, uh, you did you have a, a top score or pick then, Barry? I, I didn't pick one out. I just looked at the odds, and I I thought Ferguson. I would prefer Ferguson over Welbeck in terms of league goals, Premier League goals last year. They both scored six. Um, Ferguson done that with ten starts. Welbeck done it with twenty one. Yeah. Um, and that that was what would concern me. It's took Welbeck. You know, he's scored less than one in three. Ferguson scored more than one in two in terms of his starts. Um, I don't know. I think Welbeck's going to be getting phased out more and more. It's a big price. I can see why you would be tempted by him. You'll certainly get goals. But, um, I mean, the, the thing is, like I said before, they, they do spread it around a lot. So you're not looking for someone to have to score 20 goals to be Brighton's top scorer. Um 10, 11 could be enough to do it. So, you know, I wouldn't talk you off it. I think I prefer Ferguson, though, at uh, 11 to 4. OK, let's have a look at some uh, fantasy league stuff as well. Brighton, a lot of Brighton players have been talked about for fantasy purposes. I'll tell you about Underdog Fantasy, uh, one of our headline sponsors here. The NFL season is right around the corner. Uh, Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and available in loads of markets too. 
Plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests and make sure to end the best ball mania for where the first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. So all these annoying templates, Baz, um, have got several must-have Brighton players. Uh, although I think they've changed. We told them I was must-have uh, about 10 days ago. And now I think he's must not have, apparently, um, for, for whatever reason. But you're better at this than me. So uh, the Brighton players that stand out, Baz. Oh, sorry, Esther Pienan was the other one. Esther Pienan and, uh, and Matoma were the must-haves. Yeah, I mean, Esther Pienan still remains the case. I think he'll be in a very high percentage of teams. Um, he's at 5 million. He's cheap enough for a defender. Um but the attacking returns, um, he gets so far up that left side, uh, whipping balls in, so that he can, you know, get you a lot of the attacking returns. He scored 128 points last year, Estepinian. Um, let's just see how many games he started to get that. He started 31, so he did start most of the season. Um, but he got seven assists last season, one goal. Um, so good for attacking returns. Five million Estepinian will definitely be popular. Obviously, you've mentioned the big names. From last year was March, Matoma, and Ciso in those attack and midfield roles. But actually, it was Pascal Gross who's, who who was the top scoring option from Brighton last year. Pascal Gross scored 159 points last year. So those three, Gross, yeah. March, and Matoma, are all six and a half million. Um, I say I, I can see a bit of regression from Matoma. I think I would rather if I'm going for the six and a half million. March is the one for me. I think I would go for. Um, but I'm still tempted, um, as I said a couple of weeks ago, with NCSO. He's five and a half million, so you're making a one million saving on NCSO. Um, he only started seven games last season. He got four goals and three assists. Uh, it just, I, I, I feel he's going to be involved more, but I think the reason he is a million cheaper is because there is a risk that he is in and out and, and a bit more of a risk in terms of his minutes. Um, in the forward positions, it's, it's obviously Ferguson at seven million that would stand out at the moment. But I think you've got to keep an eye on Pedro. If Pedro does become a regular starter in this Brighton team at five and a half million, I think he could possibly become a no-brainer as a third striker, where you can sort of draft him in and out on a weekly basis, uh, as and when needed. Uh, you know, sit him on the bench when you don't want to use him. But at five and a half million, Pedro could emerge as a good option. And another one who. Um, Caught a few eyes in, in one of their recent friendlies was Adingra, just a, another yep. one for the watch list, really. Uh, he scored a couple of goals in the friendly against Brentford, I think it was, over in the USA. Um, so, yeah, he's been a bit more active. You know, he's played in most of their recent friendlies. So, yeah, I want to keep an eye on Simon Adingra from the Ivory Coast, who uh, could be the one to emerge and be the next star. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you've covered all the all the big names, Baz. I mean, I'd be loath to put a defender in just because I think they're going to concede a ton of goals. Like, but for the rest, um, it's a, it's a, it's it's opportunity and it's picking a, a player who's definitely going to start because of Matoma, Ferguson, Welbeck, uh, João Pedro. You're just not entirely sure and see so how much minutes they're going to get. Especially uh, we had you and our FPL expert on a few weeks ago and he said uh, when the European stuff starts, that's when things really get complicated with teams playing in Europe. So uh, 
they might the, the Europa League lineup and the and the Sunday Premier League lineup um might change. Did you know, Baz, that Brighton and Wolf Albion have never had a player whose surname starts with Q play in their history? Now, well, why do you think I'm saying that, Baz? because uh, it's time to give us the uh, fantasy league code <laughs> yeah, for fantasy listeners. Yeah, so we do have a listener league. Any of you Brighton fans want to get involved in the listener league? Um, we have some money up for grabs, 150 quid in cash. There's about 50 players in there at the minute. Um, so a little over round. Um, we've got some merch up for grabs as well. We've got the Egg and the Cup Cup, not to mention the glory. Uh, the code you need is CVVQAB. And that is Caicedo, Veltman, Veltman, Quarter, Adingra, Buena Notte, eh? CVV, QAB. I just said Quarter, Baz. I couldn't think of another word to say. <laughs> um, and I think, Baz, that is Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, covered and in the car. And anything else you want to uh, you want to pipe up with? No, nope, that's it from me. Let's move on to the next one. We're ready. We'll to move on, on to the next one, yes. I think I say, if you, have, uh, if you are new to us, just because you wanted to consume some Brighton content, uh, come and join us again. It's good fun. Um, we talk about all sorts of shite. We give some picks out. We will have a Premier League future show going out on Monday, possibly Tuesday this week. Uh, we'll make all our bets for the season. And then on Wednesday night, we'll do the weekly pick show. So we'll look at all the games for the weekend. We'll give out picks for all of them. Um, we've also got the Women's World Cup uh, going at the same time. I had a winner in that, Baz. Japan done the biz for me this morning, which I needed because I think I took the unders in that Spain game and it was 4-1 after about 20 minutes. <laughs> I took the under one and a half goals. But yeah, Japan, my luck with the day. Japan were brilliant today. Um, one of the best performances I've seen um, in the women's game, possibly ever. They were absolutely outstanding. So all sorts of things for you to come and join us on. Like, rate, review, thumbs up, subscribe. Um, and... Until we speak to you again, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.